What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Mind of Monty podcast. It's your boy Monty G here, ready to recap day three, well, night three, I guess, if you're in Japan, night three and night four of the G1 Climax of the 2023 uh, or G1 Climax 33, I guess, to be a little bit more specific instead of putting a year on it. I guess 33 will make it even final uh, besides dating this podcast by announcing the year every time. Uh, here we are into the G1 Climax. You know, if you listen to the last pod, you got a chance to hear my initial thoughts on the first two days. Uh, I'm looking out with the schedule right now. Uh, I think right now, is if it's going to be paced this way, where we get all four blocks done two days in a row and you get a day off, I will always try to take advantage of, of that extra day off and get a podcast out. Uh, but in this case, I'm completely caught up, so I'm filming this right after watching really day four's uh, event so uh yeah I'm, I'm gonna be doing my best to keep up with the g1 this entire time so i know it's gonna seem weird usually we've been pretty much down to one podcast a week you know uh, for a while now and i thank everyone for listening who's been keeping up uh i know i basically just really starting to return and i think this is a good time for me to return and kind of you know give you guys a shit ton of content let's, let's just be real about it when it comes with the g1 i'm going to continue to try to keep up with it but let's go ahead and get right into it uh g1 climax 33 a block uh we had the first match uh on tuesday or july 18th uh we had kaito kiyomiya versus chase owens kaito of course the uh former Noah world champion the guy who's been beefing with okada i guess if you have not been keeping up with the product uh and he, you know he started out pretty strong in his first match you know got a, a tough victory over the other suji and chase owens also got a victory in his first match and this is a battle uh, against uh guys who fought actually once before uh back in i think 2017 kaito mentioned that they fought once in canada i'm pretty sure that kaito was a completely different kaito at the time and i think that's what this match kind of showed and even though the veteran Chase Owens, you know, did wrestle a pretty strong match, did everything he could, even though it didn't even go ten minutes, Chase couldn't even get ten minutes out of out of Kaito. But uh, it was a really, really uh, decent way to start things off. I'm not gonna lie, like it was the most interesting way to kick stuff off, but it wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination. And of course, when it's barely ten minutes, like it was like I think eight minutes and thirty seconds is what the website have as the final uh, time for it. So, again, it's hard to sit here and complain about it. It didn't overstay its welcome. But Kaito picks up the win, gets his second win. He has He's at four points now. So, yeah, you know, we're in Yamagata City, uh, General Sports Center. And, uh, you know, I, the only reason why I wanted to mention that is because, this, as far as I know, that no one was in, in a hometown type of situation, kind of like the last time with Tai Chi. So you don't have to worry about anyone – having any buffs because they're in the hometown here, I don't think. Uh, but Great Ocon, uh, a guy who needs a buff currently, the way the tournament has started off for him, versus Kenta in the second match for B-Block. Uh, this match was really cool for the most part. Kenta did usually what he always does, you know, trying to take advantage of everything. He's not evil bad. You know, I wouldn't say he's anywhere close to where evil is when it comes to doing dirty tricks, but he's right up there. He's not too far behind Evil either, you know. Uh, I don't think his matches are getting annoying. For the most part, his matches does not do not go at least completely the same way, and at least it's all him. I think that's probably the best part. You know, Evil 
you know, if Evil was doing all the cheating himself, and I'll get into that uh, in a second, if he was doing everything by himself, uh, maybe you can understand it or it wouldn't be as bad. But since he has help, it just makes it even worse. But Kenta, again, pulling every little trick he could in the book. Great O'Conn really did a good job of coming back. Had me convinced that he had it won pretty much or had a chance to win it until the ref bump. And, of course, predictably, uh, Kenta took advantage. But he did not actually – it wasn't like a straight-up screwdriver when the ref went down. I think, you know, uh, what happened was was a, a clever reversal actually led to the pick – I mean, led, led to the pinfall of a, to a hurricane run. He was doing the eliminator. And uh, that got – that led us to the uh, hurricane run finish where Kenta grabbed the rope. And the only reason why, only reason why I want to mention the referee in this one is because – he did uh, miss that call, but hey, on to Great O'Conn. We will see where this leads. You know, right now he's not doing the best whatsoever. You can really tell that if you want to say the announcement of the Musketeers are shaking him up, whatever it is, he's not on the same page, or at least not on the same. And to be fair, so far in tournaments, singles tournaments, he hasn't really performed up to where you would expect when you think of, well, I'm going to say what you would expect, because what you would expect is, basically what he's been doing but i'm just saying i think with the character and how interesting he seems he is as a character to me i'm i don't know i've been hoping that he would take that next step to be dominant and win some of these at some point who knows i could just be overshooting it it could be any time now where the switch is flicked but hey hikuleo versus gabe kid that angry angry man gabe kid uh this match was less than five minutes i'm not gonna even try to act like this was uh, uh, even really a match by G1 standards. It was fine. Uh, Gabe Kidd took advantage of, uh, you know, uh, doing what he did basically against Chase Owens, but this time it actually worked in his favor, other than Hikuleo almost killing uh, Gabe Kidd with a power slam. And I, I don't want to blame Hikuleo. Uh, it looked like the timing kind of was off on it because of the way Gabe Kidd hit the rope, like hit the rope front-facing and then turned around to try to take the uh, – power slam and I think that kind of knocked the timing off you need good timing to hit that power slam and that just kind of knocked it off so he landed on his neck but he ended up being perfectly fine after that and dropped Hikuleo on his neck with a leg trap pile driver to finish it so there you go Gabe Kid picks up two points uh I don't know man I'm not really liking Hikuleo being down you know 0-2 already I was kind of hoping he could pull that one off but you know it is what it is we'll see what Hikuleo can do if given time, I know this is his first time in the G1, but as a big guy, as a monster, I did expect him to do more. I'm pretty sure he has plenty of time to do more. Don't don't get me don't get it twisted, but I'm just saying uh, you definitely want to see uh, the big man pull it off there. But I guess Gabriel Kid getting a strong victory after kind of making himself look crazy. Well, he said he's a madman, so I think he wants to look crazy. But by making himself look like a fool because he was so aggressive against Chase Owens just to get dropped on his head. Uh, I guess he needed to, uh, you know, get his heat back. I guess is what they would, is what the old folks would say, the old wrestling fans. <laughs> Gato Clutch was the thing that Tachi used to finally get uh, Tangaloa out of there after a pretty competitive match. When Tangaloa, even with his leg, I, I, like I said, biggest mistake of the tournament for Tangaloa. He's gonna look back on the tournament. He's gonna regret that press conference when he said he was not 100%. I don't give a damn how true it may be. Uh, I know Kevin Kelly has told us that his career was on the line, and I, I respect you a hell of a lot. Well, okay, I do respect you, but at the same time, I'm like, why the hell is he out here if he's 80%? He's still supposed to be rehabbing, and you guys telling me his career was on the line. Like, 
All right, Tonga Loa, you probably should have sat this one out. But Tachi predictably went after that leg, but it didn't really, that wasn't the thing that cost Tonga Loa in the end. He still was, uh, you know, pretty tough for Tachi to put away, really, until the end. But Tachi, you know, took advantage uh, and did a nice little, I think it was like a roll through and then the Gato clutch. Like he kind of he tied, tied Tonga Loa pretty nicely to keep him down. And it worked out. It worked out pretty favorably. I didn't have a problem with that. Uh, and yeah, one and one goes Tongaloa and Tachi, top of the block right now, top of the top of bleak block, two and zero, undefeated. Ren Narita versus Yota Suji, and I must say, I want to say it was very interesting coming into this match. Yota Suji had never beaten Ren Narita before, kind of like Ren Narita had never beaten Shota Uno before. What was the result of the match where Ren Narita never beat Shota Uno? Still could not get that victory over Shota Uno, where they ended up in a draw. Well, similarly, <laughs> Yota Suji could not beat or finish Ren Narita here. Uh, it ended up going to a draw. Really cool match, uh, competitive. I did not have a problem with it. I thought it was one of the highlights of the night. But uh, the only thing I did have a problem with maybe is the, 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 the execution of the finish. I'm not going to say the finish, just the execution of it because, uh, you know, I don't understand Japanese. Kevin Kelly was doing a good job of letting us know how much time left. And maybe they said it in English, and I'm just being – you know, hard-headed and, or didn't hear it clearly. And I'm, if that's the case, then disregard what the hell I just said. But they were announcing how much time was left all the way from five minutes to one minute to 30 seconds. <laughs> and Zelda Suji and Ren Narita just kept fighting as if it, it wasn't really an urgency to try to get someone pinned within the 20 minutes. It's like, damn, you guys really did not listen to the to the new time limit rules, did you? Uh, but it, I, I kind of also like the fact, I, the same way I say it was frustrating that they didn't pay attention to it, I also like the fact that it was like they're so enthralled with proving one of them is better than the other that they just kept fighting. Like, even after the draw, you know, we get a clothesline and all of that at the, in the end. So it was, you know, the fans really was into it. It was dramatic, you know. Uh, and I think, once again, this just reinforces that whole Three Musketeers thing. If anything, like, if anything, I like the fact that New Japan is like, we're not confident enough to definitively book either one of you guys over the other. Now, now let's see what happens if when Suji fights, you know, uh, Shota Umino. You know, let's see what happens in that match. Do they draw? And then we now we're just in a situation where it's like, oh, okay, they're just all completely even. We can't decide either way. But uh, one point for Yota Suji now after that draw and two points overall for Ren Narita after two draws. He got two points the hard way, <laughs> if you ask me, because he's wrestled at least 20 minutes both matches. Will Ospreay versus Yoshihashi, that was next. Man, Yoshihashi and Will Ospreay for 13 minutes. Just went out there and tried to hurt each other. And it wasn't like like blood feud type of thing. I just mean the pace in which they wrestled it. Like it, it was a I said, you know, that I said the match before this was one of the highlights. This is probably the highlight of the night, you know, to me. Uh, you know, next to maybe the main event. The main event was really good too. But this match, man, Yoshihashi and Will Osprey, they really went hard. I think uh even Osprey had to give props to Yoshihashi after the match, called him an amazing wrestler. He's come so far, you know, he may not like, he hates, he calls him a dork. He don't like Yoshihashi, but you have to respect what he does in the ring. And I think that's the thing. Even Kelly Kelly mentioned on commentary, you know, fighting Yoshihashi, you're going to be sore as hell the next day. And I think it's really, really cool to see that that's what he's become 
after so much time kind of being the laughing stock of chaos, even if they were they wouldn't necessarily call him that. It's just whenever I used to see Yoshihashi on the schedule for people, you know, Yoshi, matter of fact, Yoshihashi, if I remember, was one of those guys along with the David Finley who was having a tough time for a while, even getting in the G1 to kind of put that in perspective. Or he was there and he just always lost. You know what I'm saying? He's one of those guys, you know, one, two and four points in the end of the block. So to see what he is now, I know he's a champion multiple times over now and that can change your confidence and all of that. But just the quality of his matches has been great. And uh, this was none. This was no different. You know, Osprey was awesome as always. He finished him with the new, with a newer. I guess this is a new finisher for him. Looked like the spider, spinal tap that uh, AJ used to do. But he calls it the leap of faith, or leap of fate, not leap of faith. So yeah, kind of like assassin. Another assassin creed. You know, reference. I guess. Uh, and I don't have a problem with it. I thought it was pretty cool. You know, I thought it was really, really cool. Uh, this was this was a very very fun match and definitely one of my highlights of the tournament. Uh, and yeah, man, kudos to both guys. Shota Umino versus Sonata. This one came right down to the wire. I thought we were almost uh, we were pretty close to almost getting another draw, man. You know, a good 18 minutes out of this where Shota Umino was really showing people just how far away he is from Sonata. You know, not that he is far away, just saying he showed you the distance between them and he really gave a good fight. For a tough time, and he basically let everyone know that, like he always say, he's gonna shake this company up one day. And uh, you know, and he, I add the one day part. He said he's just gonna do it. I'm I'm saying one day he will shake shake it up. But right now, Sonata is on top, and of course, no one is kicking out of the deadfall at this point. I I don't care who it is. There's nothing you can do about it right now. And uh, yeah, man, Sonata continues his impressive run. He says he's going to win it all. We'll see. Will he be the first champion to do it? This is literally a simple story right now with Sonata. Oh, by the way, Osprey said he will not acknowledge Sonata as champion until Sonata beat him. So there you go. If Osprey wins it, come right, come back around to that right there. That Osprey is, is still disrespecting Sonata as if this is the same Sonata from the LIJ days that he did beat handedly. So I understand why he's disrespecting Sonata. But I think it's time for Sonata to get revenge at some point. Too bad they're not in the same block. It can't happen in that format. Maybe it happens in the block finals. Let's wait and see how this goes. Uh, Kazuchika Okada, speaking of B-block, uh, Kazuchika Okada took on El Fantasmo in the main event. This one was a little bit shorter than Sonata and Shota Umino's, but still, nonetheless, probably, in my, really, in my opinion, it was better. And also, probably the best match of the night, if you don't like what uh, Osprey and Yoshihashi had to do. I think if you're going off just like the pacing and time, you take Yoshihashi and Osprey. But if you just like really good New Japan action with a guy who's proven himself against the final boss or the the you know the badass of the company, the guy number one pro wrestler as. Or Ichiban pro wrestler, as El Fantasmo said about Kazuchika Okada. Before the match, El Fantasmo screwed up and said that, oh, man, you know, he's never faced Okada, but he's faced Osprey. Basically hinting that, that it can't be that different. Well, he found out. After the match, he made sure to let everyone know that, no, he's wrestled Brian Danielson, he's wrestled Osprey, and Okada's truly number one. And that's what this match really was all about. Even through El, El Fantasmo's antics, even through his high-flying techniques, Okada basically had an answer 
towards the end for everything. It was moments there where I thought, you know, he even hit, he hit the sudden death and the CR2. So I was like, oh, my goodness. And Okada kicked out. Like, he's that strong that he can kick out of another guy's best shot. It's believable. It don't feel like bull jive or, you know, whenever he does it. Sometimes when you get people kicking out of finishes and stuff, it could be very, very, you know, it could just suspend your belief. It's just like, ah, okay, we're doing this again. It's going to be spamming finishes. But that ain't what, that's not what this ha- what happened. You know, he tried to do it again, but it didn't work. Okada ended up find, uh, ended up hitting him with the landslide, which we all know at this point. It used to be the Tombstone pose Rainmaker. Now it's landslide. I don't even know if he even poses anymore. And then it's the Rainmaker, and we know what happens once the Rainmaker is hit. So, again, uh, night three of the G1 Climax 33 was a really, really smooth night for the most part. Like I said, my highlights from that show, from that match, I mean, from that match card would be Osprey, Yoshihashi, Okada, and El Phantasmo. And then again, you can throw in that draw if you just want to see two of New Japan's brightest new stars go at it for 20 minutes as hard as they possibly can. Next night, on night four, July 20, I mean, July 19th, we're in Miyagi here, so uh, they, you know, uh, I can't say the name of the arena. I was going to try it again. Uh, let's just say Sendai. Anyway, <laughs> first match, 20-minute time limit. Here we go. D-block. Toriano versus Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, and the funny thing about having a 20-minute time limit is you know you're not going to use it when you're fighting Toriano. I came in this morning right at the point where Tariano was tying him up in this tape. Another classic Yano trick that if you're not tired of it, you might chuckle at. If you're sick of it, like a lot of us may be at this point, you're just waiting on Zach to find a way out. It was funny watching Zach fall and also not accept some help that he could have just got. He could have just let Fujita help him, but he didn't want it. And that's fine. He didn't need it because he ended up still rolling up Tariano easily enough in five minutes. I stand by my point. I love you, Yano, but your G1 days, or at least the days of us taking you seriously, are definitely, if not, if they haven't passed you by, they are literally on the run. They, they're, they're, they're almost there. They passed you. They're, they're literally about to pass you by. We don't know. I don't know how many more of these climaxes are even believable for you to be in and you know of course he can have a couple shock finishes and here we go but i feel like if you make yano win at this point you especially against a guy like zach you're just pissing people off <laughs> just pissing us off now mikey nichols versus david finley a very very physical contest even though it only it barely went to 10 minutes i think mikey nichols really put up a decent fight here it was a, a couple of times where he you know he just kind of told david finley you weren't going to bully him and he fought back hard, but David Finley is on the run. He kind of did he hit Oblivion kind of out of nowhere for me, you know, thinking he was going to have a setup, but it, it worked out perfectly fine because it looked like Mikey was going to try to end him. But, uh, yeah, Oblivion, again, these 20-minute time limits, so you kind of got to get used to some of these matches, as you can see at the beginning, are going to go a little shorter so we can clear up time for what's going to happen later. Uh, Jeff Cobb versus Alice Coughlin. Man, oh, a point. Let me. I, I don't really need to tell you about points, but David Finley is at four points. Zach Sabre Jr. is at two. No, he's at four points also. So there you go. So D block Zach is towards the top, and C block David Finley is going to be at the top uh, right now with four points. And okay, so back to it. Jeff Cobb, Alex Coughlin, really cool stuff from Alex Coughlin here, man. Just showing his strength, throwing Jeff. Like I, I pretty much said this when I said they were going to fight last part. 
throwing Jeff Cobb around like he's nothing. Just throwing him around like he's a child, like he's light, like we're supposed to believe that. Jeff Cobb returning the favor, of course. But he also hit toward the islands, which is something I kind of expected in this match. I figured it would go pretty much exactly how it did go, but it didn't make it any less impressive or at least fun to watch. So Jeff Cobb picked up the victory in about 10 minutes. Four points for Jeff Cobb. He's at the top of D-Block also right next to Zach. And if you know, right now they've pretty much been beefing over that TV title. So I don't have a problem with them being at the top. And Alex Coughlin, no wins yet. We will see. I'm pretty sure he will win something, win a couple matches, though. He's been impressive in defeat pretty much both times. And, again, if he could just get his temper under control, which I'm, these war dogs does not, do not seem like they're going to do, especially if you're getting good results like Gabe did. You're probably not going to do that. Uh, speaking of Bullet Club and just results, we have Evil. And uh, this match with Eddie Kingston, and if you've been watching New Japan long enough, you're really familiar at this point with uh, Evil's stick at this point. I know who he is. I know I kind of hold a flame for who he used to be, but there's no point in even highlighting that anymore. Evil is who he is now, and this is what he does, you know, uh, against Eddie Kingston. It was a really cool contest for the most part when you're avoiding a lot of the you know, shenanigans, because I liked Eddie Kingston bringing a kendo stick to the ring because it's like I know what the type of energy that evil is on, so I need some backup. I like uh, him calling Dick Togo a motherfucker, even though <laughs> after he got hit with the kendo stick, by the way. Uh, but evil did hit him with a low blow after that, so there you go. But, uh, you know, Eddie Kingston also got a chance to do what everyone wants to do to evil at this point, and that's hit him with a weapon numerous times but in the end everything is evil and that's just what you have to live with when you're watching uh the g1 because evil has always been good at this tournament so therefore he's going to have to do this to some of your favorites especially if, since this is the way he chooses to wrestle now anyway on to the next one we have uh oh by the way i think no 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 i actually don't i i did not uh i haven't watched today's comments have i no, I don't think I did. So there you go. I don't have anything to tell you about what Evil said. I wanted to. Speaking of comments, though, I did again. I love what Shane Hayes had to say in his comments, and maybe I should have go. I should have went and seeked out what Shane has had to say in his comments today, because I'm pretty sure it was pretty cool or at least hilarious. But he had a competitive contest with Hiroshi Tanahashi, the ace of New Japan. We got a chance to see aces high turn into the high fly flow right after. Even if Tanahashi has a tough time jumping up to that top rope like he used to, he's not as explosive as he used to be. Man, can he still put on a hell of a match. It was a couple of times where he just flat out laid. He just popped Shane, especially with that. They call it like a paintbrush, but he be slapping the hell out of dudes. All right, let's just be honest. Uh, I've actually, when I was watching that stardom, that joint show was stardom, he slapped the hell out of a girl. Tanahashi do not care. That paintbrush, as we call it, is very effective. But anyway, it was a cool match. I had no problem with it. I thought, actually, I thought for a second there that Shane could pull off the upset. But honestly, this is the match that Tanahashi needs to win, you know, especially after dropping the first one. And when we know it's going to be a tough, you know, uh, draw against a Naito, maybe against a Cobb. And it may not be tough for him against Naito. We'll see. But, you know, against Goto is always a tough match. Even if he wins, it's always tough. So you have to beat people like Shane Hayes, who's in a tag team, um, you know, someone who's not really uh, known in New Japan as a one-on-one -on -one guy. And I think it was still impressive. And all the fans there in Shindai got a chance to see the high fly flow. 
that's come on, man. That's one of my dreams, one of my goals to watch the High Fly Flow live while he's still doing it. Next, we had Shingo versus Onare. This was another match that, honestly, this was the best match of the night. I can definitively say it. Even after watching everything that happened after this, which, by the way, the main event in this one was a really good match, too, by the way. But this match is the match you have to go seek out. Shingo Takagi versus Toa Hanare or Aaron Hanare. I think he's just Hanare now. He don't even go. He don't even have a, a first name anymore. He's just Hanare. So, uh <laughs> Tanare, man, again, if you've watched any of their battles over the KOPW title or just anything that they've been doing, or hell, I think he even beat them in the New Japan Cup earlier this year in Shingo's hometown. And Hanare continues that trend here with the Streets of Rage. He had to hit it for the second time, but this was just a, man, this is a very, very physical. This was strong style personified. I just, I don't think I can really tell you to do is, if you don't have New Japan World, subscribe to New Japan World and watch Shingo Takage versus Hanare. Please, it's one of the tournament highlights so far. It was absolutely physical. Uh, say what you want. Hanare may not be your favorite, if you or at least even someone you know. If you're new to this, you may not even know who the hell over Hanare is. But, man, his matches with Shingo, pretty much everything, even the long 50-minute one, <laughs> really will show you what Hanare is all about. He's physical. He's perfect, a per, another perfect opponent for Shingo because Shingo does well against, you know, guys who are just as physical as he is, and then he also does well with, you know, smaller guys or faster guys. So, honestly, Shingo can do no wrong, and I think in this one he did another great job in here making Hanare look like a million bucks. Hanare now has two points, one and one. Shingo is at zero points. He's 0-2 so far. I'm assuming he's going to go on a tear. He's going to have to go on a tear to keep up, keep pace in C-Block right now with David Finley and all of that. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, right now it's not looking good for my guy Shingo. Uh, Hiroki Goto, speaking of my guy versus Tetsuya Naito, speaking of my guy, like these are both my, two of my favorites. Uh, I really like this match. This is a solid contest from both guys. It's about what I came to expect. They used to have they usually have pretty solid matches. It wasn't really a boring burner. It wasn't as nowhere near as physical as Shingo and Hanare, but it wasn't uh it wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination. And it wasn't, you know, I don't think it was even as as good as what Tom and Ishii's gonna do in the in the in the final match. But I really thought it was a cool match. I think it was placed perfectly now that I think about it. It was a great great little thing to calm you down. <laughs> From Shingo and Hanari, give you some solid wrestling in between, but at the same time, relax. Uh, and uh, Naito picked up the win. Definitely needs to keep pacing his block after losing his first match. He's one and one. Goto falls to one and one. They're both tied at two points in the D block. And main event is what we're going to. Tomohiro Ishii versus Tomatonga. Man, Ishii just is so damn good. I just, I he's a guy that I don't know if he's gonna get the respect he deserves when it's all said and done. Because he may not have the accomplishments of other people, but man, is he so good! It just does. It doesn't matter where you put him. You put him in the first match. You put him in the last match. He goes out there. He gives it his all every single time, and he's just committed to just doing his his style the way he does it perfectly. And it's just no one can do it the way. It's, like I said, Shingo is physical. Hanari physical. You know, a lot of guys on this roster are very physical. Strong can be considered strong style, but honestly, strong style is all. Tomohiro Ishii is strong style. I know I know we have a group strong style, Renarita, Suzuki, but I mean, Tomohiro Ishii, if he wasn't in chaos, if he wasn't a loyal member, he could definitely be the poster child for that group or just the terminology 
because he's he's awesome, man. He's just so physical, so good, so explosive. He Plim and Tama really work together well. He made Tama look beautiful because Tama, you know, you get whenever you fight Ishii, he's just he's just trying to see how tough are you? Can you hang with him? Or do you have the fighting spirit to keep going when you're fighting with Ishii? Because we know Ishii is going to keep fighting, and that's the beauty of an Ishii match. And I think this match was, uh, even though it, was only, it wasn't as long as some of the other matches, it didn't it didn't really feel like it was going to be a draw because they were they were throwing bows. It really took Tomatonga to do what he does best, which is counter, which is uh, you know like we're going to get that vertical brain bust or at least a vertical suplex, and Tomatonga turned that into a gun stun, which kind of went perfectly. Hell, hell, by the way. Let me say, Tommy here Ishii threw a gun stun out. Like, that's how good this match got. Like, it really started to pick up, man, as the time started to go by. But, yeah, man, Tomatonga finished him with the J-Driller, which I'm assuming is going to be his new final move now instead of doing it the other way around, instead of finishing with the gun stun. He uses the gun stun and then sets you up with the J-Driller, which is, of course, uh, rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. And I just think it's – I love that move anyway. When Jay used to do it, it's just awesome. If you can do it safely and protect people's neck, you can do it awesome. And he's fighting Ishii, and we all know Ishii's renowned for not even having one. Uh, <laughs> that's night four, though. I've caught up. We're all here. So next, I'm going to check the schedule because I want to make sure I'm right. We have Friday, July 21st, and then uh, I have a day. We have a day in between for Saturday, and then I, you know, Sunday will be the next day after that. I don't know. I'm. Maybe I record. Maybe I record or send. You know, have another podcast out next Monday because then that'll be a perfect window. I probably record it Sunday, but have it ready for Monday or have it out that Sunday. You know, then you know you have Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So that one I'm gonna have to take advantage of Friday and Saturday. You know what I mean? Because I'm just trying to look at this G1 schedule and trying to make, see when I can record and have stuff out for you guys. But yeah, so far so good. I'm happy that I was able to to. Get this out of the way. And, uh, yeah, man, I can't wait to see what happens this weekend and see how the blocks turn out. You know, uh, I could go read off the leaders, but I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until we get a little bit deeper into the tournament to where points and stuff start to matter. Because right now everyone is either at 4, 2, or 0. And, you know, whoever's at the top right now could be in the middle or at the bottom later. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. The G1 is a long tournament. Stick it out with me, guys. I appreciate you for listening to this. Uh, you know, follow me if you don't. If you don't follow me and you're just listening to this uh, somehow, thank you. Follow me at my Muncie Pod. I'm pretty sure you do follow me on Twitter if you are listening to this, because that's pretty much the only place I'm posting this link. I'm going to do better. I'm going to try to get some YouTube clips up. Maybe even get some G1 related YouTube clips up. It's kind of tough when New Japan strikes down a lot of content, and I don't even I don't even know if it's safe for me to use photos half the time. So we'll see. We'll figure something out. I may have to start recording myself and just start doing what I'm doing right now just in front of a camera. But I don't want to say I'm going to do that because I've done that in the past and things fell through. So we'll see what happens. But, again, I thank you guys for listening. It's your boy Monty G here. Thanks once again. Uh, share, like, you know, let everyone know. Uh, also, thank you to everyone who was up this morning watching the, the, the G1 with me and tweeting me and, you know, showing me some love for a lot of my opinions and Stuff like that. Me and a couple people were, you know, getting our rant on about how bad evil has gotten at this point. <laughs> and I could go on forever about that. You turn coat. I have not forgotten what you've done to me in LIJ, even though you did nothing personally to me. And I still secretly root for him uh, <laughs> in a way. Uh, just not, not, a, not, not, to, not today. It wasn't today. 
But anyway, that's enough. I'm just filibustering at this point now. Adios, people.